0: what's up weirdos welcome to way too weird episode four this is the podcast where we talk about our weird ass universe i'm annie and i'm sarah and we have a cool topic today that i'm excited about getting into first though let's go ahead and talk about uh the weirdest shit that's happened to us in the last week (laughs) okay how about you sarah what's been going on
1: hmm what's weird with me not much personally no these days i'm very norm core it's shocking i know but it's nice but I did see something on Instagram, of course. Have you ever heard of a water diviner? A
0: water diviner? Uh, No, but. No, no, me neither. Okay. I have context clues. You do? I mean, water and yeah. diviner, with yeah. some sort of like psychic prediction type of thing. Yeah.
1: So there's this woman in the 1950s in England. Her name is Catherine Bent. And she has this, I mean, I guess it's this extra sensitivity that allows. Her to be able to tell where water is located underground. Oh yes, 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 yes. Have you seen this? Definitely heard about this. So it's and and there's video of her doing this. So it's not just like her looking around and being like, "Mm, "There it is." No, this poor woman looks like she's having a bit of a seizure. It looks really uncomfortable, and her body is not under her own control. She'll be out on a farm for money. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like her livelihood, right? With the purpose of locating an underground water source, right? And she'll, like, raise up her arm, kind of walk around like Frankenstein's monster until she loses her balance and be like, oh, goodness me, here it is. Mm -hmm. This woman has a 98% success rate.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not shocked at all. So a way that they would do that also is with the dowsing rods. Yeah, she's a human dowsing rod. Yeah, she's a human dowsing rod. Exactly. So in the ways that they would cross if there was any sort of disturbance to... Mm. I don't know if we, it's probably not electromagnetic, but whatever it is that's happening there where the water is, that those would respond to, her body is responding to that. I mean, people have been finding water under the land to inhabit it forever, and I I bet that there were way more people doing this. Yeah, back in the day. And I'm glad that this is happening, like, in modern day, so we, like, can say 98%. modern day, 73 years ago. Well, yeah, but... We have a percentage. We might not have known that if this was like a story of someone from two thousand years ago. Who knows? Yeah. This was on
1: Instagram. It was like a 30 <laughs> second true. video.
0: What's Anyways, weird- I have heard of her. I've I've yeah, I've read that story before. That's pretty cool. What's weird with you? Well, I have learned enough in my many years of absorbing paranormal podcasts that whenever you're around the table with your family especially for a holiday. You've got a lot of people together. you got some wine flowing. Um, ask if anybody has any paranormal experiences. I should, have, I should have done this. You should have done it. I talked to my fam, and I had three stories that came out that were really interesting. And I have only been able to get permission from two of the folks uh, as far as relaying their stories. So I'll go ahead and let, let y'all know <laughs> what they said. So your cousin was like, Mm, no, that's private. It's my great aunt and oh. I will be 100. I just didn't ask because the other two were my parents and it was yeah. really easy for me to do that. Okay, so two stories came out of that. One was from my father. So this was when he was, uh, I think, in elementary school and he was living in Cleveland. Um, one of his classmates sadly passed away from an asthma attack. had really bad asthma and by happenstance uh my dad's family they were renting at the time and i I don't know if their lease was up or whatever but they ended up moving and the parents of of the the kid who died they were in a house that they moved out of and dad's family moved into that house so Mm -hmm. essentially he moved into the same house where that little boy had lived and he was in that kid's room like that's that was his room now
1: not scary yeah totally fine
0: so he said that one night he woke up and that kid was in his room um near the closet which why are there always closets involved i feel like if you're a child and you don't know what's
1: going on you're probably gonna hide you know why is someone in my room and then he's probably like is that bob from school Tom, Tom. i was so close. i was so close.
0: Basic. Uh sorry dad, you're not basic. Your name's basic though. Um so anyhow, yeah, he said that he was not afraid at all. He seemed he said well, yeah, he the you, kid like, seemed recogn- very solid you like like a like real yeah. And really so my dad's reaction was just to apologize to him and be like, "Hey, Aww. I'm sorry I have your room now." That's really sweet. Like, "I'm sorry I'm staying in your room." And and then apparently the kid's spirit was just like okay like just like let him know it's like it's fine maybe we You're go okay. to sleepover. yeah and then he just disappeared and mm-hmm. that was it so that was one story that's amazing the other story was from my mother and this was about a dream that she had that was really impactful to her um and and you know when we talk about dreams like obviously anybody could be like well it was just a dream but i think consistently as you hear Dreams that are, are realer yeah. than real, type I mean, of thing. You get into prophetic dreams and synchronicity and all that, especially if it you took something from it that mm-hmm. was impactful to you that yeah.
1: way. And especially, we just got out of what talking about out of body experiences and mm-hmm. lucid dreaming and astral projection within dreams. And I mean, who knows? Sky's the limit. We don't know what
0: dreams are. So, my mother, um, her mom had just been diagnosed with cancer when this happened pancreatic cancer, which I don't know if you know much about it, but it, it's a very low survival rate. And her father had died years prior to that. Um she has she's one of four siblings. So basically when her mom was diagnosed, all of them were really obviously concerned and worried about how to navigate this, like how to keep her comfortable and at peace and just like how to get through this. And they were all extremely stress especially my mother she was just she didn't know what to do and she had a vivid dream where she and her mom were on a dock and there was a really really rough kind of scary sea um and on a boat going across the sea is her father and he's coming over to her and he reaches out his hand and he takes his wife he takes Uh, grandma's hand and and brings her into the boat Mm. and mom was stricken with this idea that i've got her you know him saying Mm -hmm. like you don't have to traverse this you know rough sea on your own like i'll take care of it and just kind of like took her under his wing and, and, and left and um and to her that was just really really affirming and and gave her a lot of peace knowing that that he's on the other side, you know, and he's going to be coordinating this too and kind of take some of the pressure off of her shoulders a bit. So that really impacted her. So that was a really cool story to hear. And yeah, maybe I'll get a uh, permission next time to relay the other one, which was especially heartwarming too. So yeah, totally.
1: So what are we talking about today?
0: Cool. Yeah. So today our topic is, uh, portals to other dimensions so this comes up a lot in sci-fi i'm sure we've all seen it um you know whether it's the quote-unquote spirit world Mm -hmm. or you know this is where ghosts come from this is from like where aliens come from another dimension yeah it seems like a like kind of a basic idea and and so i'm sure it won't take much for people to get their heads around like what a portal is yeah but when it comes up in, you know, real life situations, it's like, okay, we get what a portal is, but now is it time to take it a little bit more seriously? Like, like how impactful are they? What, you know, what's the, the reach of their potential?
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that's not really discussed in real life um, until you kind of get
0: around a bunch of weirdos like us.
1: Well, and once you acknowledge that, like, we don't know what's going on. Not yeah.
0: really. Yeah, once yeah. you
1: kind of acknowledge that we don't know mm-hmm. then it kind of feels
0: safer to right talk
1: about such you know outlandish things
0: mm-hmm. like portals to other dimensions i am cued into like okay so as a very socially awkward person if what? i go to a party <laughs> no, right? can you believe it <laughs> uh, like if i go to a party and there's like a room full of people I I can't hear anything. A lot of times, it's just like one big buzz of of speaking. But there are certain words that I can hear from across the room, maybe across the house. And dimensions is one of them. <laughs> I better get over there. Yeah, yeah, that's a word. Ghost space. Pretty much everything that we're going to talk about on this uh, on this <laughs> podcast. Anyways, I digress. Well, I wanted to talk about
1: what a portal is. So a portal, if I as I understand it, and I know a lot of people have a basic understanding of it but i think of it as like a tear in the fabric of space and or time and then somehow or another stuff crosses through the crack does that sound right okay i mean and again this is talking about stuff we don't really understand so mm-hmm. that's that's my most basic understanding of yeah it. that's essentially what i have in my brain mm-hmm. so getting into pop culture portals as annie said are a staple of sci-fi stories in the hilarious Rick and Morty, which I assume you watch, Annie.
0: You know. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, do you watch it? I don't. Oh, my God. And partly it's because I keep getting that reaction, and so oh, I'm just, okay. like, stubborn it's like, about it's it. Like, it's like oppositional defiance yeah, disorder. And I have that a lot. I, yeah. Yes. Same. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it sucks.
1: You shouldn't watch it. It's stupid. I'm just kidding. It's really good. Okay. Um, so basically in it, just like, you know, essential to most of the plots, uh, Rick has a portal gun that he's created and it's capable of going, you know, anywhere and just point and shoot. But in Rick's universe, it only allows travel through space and dimensions.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, So you um, have to stay in the same timeline. It's just. I
1: think so. I don't know. They have like, well, no, because they have lots of different Rick's it's a whole thing okay you should really watch it i mean okay fine i won't should you but like do it there's also this show that i'm, I'm sure you've heard of maybe even watch this one it's the romantic period drama called
0: outlander uh yeah you heard of it yeah. have you watched it yeah my mom and i started watching yeah. that together until eventually. you have to kind of separate and yeah just you- go home and watch it on your own <laughs> um yeah Kind you know, of embarrassing that I've watched that and not Rick and Morty, but it's whatever. Fine, it's fine. Historical um, dramas are cool. Yeah.
1: Well, in, you know, episode one, Claire stumbles into the forests of Scotland. She finds this ring of monoliths. And after touching one of the stones, she's whisked back 200 years into the past. That show is also, like, shockingly gory. have Mm -hmm. to, like, watch it with my remote in my hand Mm -hmm. just in case some fucked up shit happens. But, yeah, the sexy romance almost makes up for the truly traumatic gore. Yeah. Oh, and then how can we talk about portals without mention of Stargate and the many iterations of Stargate? Did you ever watch this? No. No. Um, I've definitely seen the movie, and I've been, like, aware of, like, SG-1 and Atlantis and Uh, But in that, in in the movie, we'll talk about the movie, this team of scientists are trying to translate this lost language and build this mysterious thingy. Well, turns out that their thingy, it's a portal maker, or as they call it, a Stargate. Their thingy is a portal maker? That sounds dangerous. I know. So according to Reddit, through the Stargate, they can easily travel through space, but traveling through time is more whimsical and harder to pin down. I know there's a bunch more
0: portals in the pop culture sphere. Do you have any? I do, but I need to back up for a minute. Yeah. I think it went over your head that I was making a penis joke. I
1: did. I was ignoring you. Okay.
0: (laughs) That's so disappointing. I want to talk about and The Legend of Korra. Yes, i love any opportunity
1: to talk about this beautiful show for children.
0: <laughs> this is a Nickelodeon show. It's a follow-up to Avatar, The Last Airbender, which is so gorgeous. It's such a great show. Essentially, in this universe, there is a spirit world, and there's the non-spirit world, and there's a portal that leads to both worlds. Korra is tasked with closing the portal to the spirit world because the spirits were seen as negative towards the humans. But they established in the show that a spirit's um, positivity or negativity, it's all in reaction to the, their surroundings. So the same entity who is a really cute little bunny if they're presented with somebody who's afraid of them or angry at them they'll become this big scary monster and so it's the dichotomy of like the light and the dark always existing at the same time Mm -hmm. they have i mean you all just need to look it up or i mean just go watch it but the visual depiction of the portal you know it's like a big hole in the ground with a giant beam of light coming out of it
1: it kind of looks like a radiation or something
0: yeah, sort of like a giant laser beam like yeah. a, of light, but there are two of them and it's like within a yin and a yang. So you have like the spirit world has the portal, the humans have the portal, and those two are the dots on a yin and yang. And so rather than closing the spirit portal, Cora realizes that her true purpose is to bridge the two portals and help guide humanity towards understanding and accepting the spirit world. Visually what that looks like is that the two portals beaming into the sky from the yin yang they're merged into an arc so that the spirits can freely enter the human world and the humans can freely enter the spirit world. And there you have a ridiculously simplified and brief overview of the legend of Cora and how portals show up. And So, generally, when it comes to portals, my biggest question would be what's happening on the other side of that portal? What realm would you be accessing if you go through there? You know, in Korra, it's actually a pretty positive world that you would be entering, since, you know, once you understand that as long as you project positivity, that spirit world will be positive in return. I think the biggest question is what are you getting yourself into? is it just another version of the same plane that we're on you know is it a
1: totally different
0: yeah universe that we're you know attached to i think the answer is probably just yes on (laughs) everything that you can pose about it it's
1: like the improv you know yes and Yeah, yeah yeah exactly Avatar Korra is nice and fluffy. We love the spirit world, but I gotta say, for this next topic, you gotta brace yourself a little bit, Amy. I know the following Why? sub. Well, I know the following subject wigs you out. Well, you've told me this upsets you. Okay, it's I've skin, been upset. By skin, motherfucking Walker Ranch.
0: Oh, yes,
1: Skinwalker skin Walker Ranch is terrifying. Yeah,
0: and if even talking about it is apparently like putting us at risk.
1: Oh my god, I don't say that. I'm about it's to talk true. about it a lot. But
0: you know what? <laughs> Apparently talking about mantises puts us at risk. And I forgot to say, what up top, when we said, like, what weird shit happened to you. Yeah. I had a very detailed dream about praying mantises after our last episode. About the bugs
1: or the, the
0: entities? The bugs. And honestly, I just think that at that point, it's just because we've been talking about it so much. Yeah. I feel like I can, like, draw the line between the two. But it was certainly spooky yeah mm-hmm. all i could think was i need to tell sarah <laughs> i need to tell sarah <laughs> don't forget the stream you gotta tell sarah
1: <laughs> we're gonna scratch the surface of skinwalker yeah and i'm sure this is a topic we'll have to come back to many times i
0: think that what you need to worry about is if you go there yeah truly just don't go there because if you go there there's <laughs> a very good chance that you will be like haunted for the rest of your life yeah all right yeah. tell me about it Alright, Skinwalker Ranch. Located
1: smack dab in the middle of the Unita Basin, just north of the Navajo Nation and the Ute Tribe, Skinwalker Ranch has been a hotbed of paranormal activity for, well, probably a lot longer than has been recorded. As is indicative of the name, Skinwalker Ranch and the surrounding area is a common place for people to see, you guessed it, skinwalkers. Now we're not going to get too into it in this episode because surely they deserve their own episode. But basically, to say the absolute least, a skinwalker is usually an animal that doesn't look quite right. Think like Uncanny Valley, you know, because it's not an animal. It's something else pretending to be an animal or worse. It could pretend to be a human. But yeah, if you see one, get out of there. They're not known for being friendly. No, no, they're terrifying. Yeah. But dude, there's so many more spooky, unexplained things that go on within even the Navajo nation, so much so that their police department has a whole
0: paranormal investigative team. That is amazing. I know, just and like, I want to talk about we should do an episode on that. That we seems should. really cool. Um,
1: it's like the X Files. And I just found out there's a show that I don't talk about in this episode because I just found out about it yesterday called beyond skinwalker ranch Uh so today we're going to talk about secrets of skinwalker ranch this one that i think is more about the navajo nation beyond
0: skinwalker Ranch.
1: so anyway if you're interested in the navajo nation i think check about check out beyond skinwalker ranch or there's an episode of unsolved mysteries that shadows a day in the life of some of the investigators and they share some of their stories which are nuts it's really really cool but uh back to portals so in the series called Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, uh, which I'm low-key obsessed with. Um, it's this team of researchers who's based on Skinwalker Ranch, this like billionaire who's obsessed with uh paranormal has purchased the property and is doing these like public investigations. In the past, they've been like really private, like Bigelow owned it and you know, was involved with the government and doing all this stuff. So this is the first time that what they're doing is being made known to the public. Right. And they've got like this aerospace engineer involved. They have got lots of researchers, team of security who's like, yeah, you're going to do this. You can't do this because it's too dangerous. And they're like, I just want to dig a hole. And they're like, no, things go bad. No, because when you last time holes. you
0: dug a hole... All of our equipment messed up. Yeah. Like, nobody's and, cell phones and are they're working. Like, they're like,
1: oh, last time you dug a hole, Brian got radiation
0: in his yeah, brain. Right. Yeah. Like, it's literally crazy people stuff. are being, yeah, forget about cell phones not working. Like, people are getting sick mm-hmm. just from, and we should be clear, when you say he got radiation in his brain or whatever, like, it wasn't that they're, they didn't pick up on radiation in that mm-hmm. spot.
1: It was just, he was like, I don't feel good, guys. I got a headache. So he, like, go to the doctor and then- just weird, weird, weird. You should definitely watch it if this sounds interesting to you. Um, I think it's a History Channel show. I've only seen two seasons worth, so I'm probably missing out on cool uh, experiments that they've done. But um, there's there's four seasons out there. So one of these experiments that they do involved a series of rocket launches, these little ones. And each one was hooked up to computers. And the point was they were going to shoot it into the atmosphere. And get, like, uh, reading on their computers, you know, of all sorts of stuff I'm sure I don't understand. Right. Right? Yeah. So they're doing launch after launch. They're, afterwards, locating the rocket and picking them up, taking them back in. And one of them fully disappears after launching up to a certain distance. And maybe I'm actually thinking of a weather balloon.
0: No, no, it was the rocket. Yes, it was one of the rockets. It was like the biggest one that they had. They were like working up to this one that was going to go higher than they had like done before. They were basically putting it up in increasingly like higher altitudes, and this was going to be the one that went outside of the realm of any height that they had been able to measure up until then. And they are launching them at a very specific point, a very specific location where I think that they seen ufos yeah they like call that. it the so, triangle yeah they,
1: they they've localized this area that they're like okay this is the zone we need to focus on right for our
0: experiments so once it goes up into that area at that higher than they'd ever done before it blips out of existence or at least our existence yeah. right yeah, i think
1: i think it must have happened too with the weather balloon because just i i think something like that happened okay with that but yeah just poof gone All the recording measurements go dead, like it's gone. It's truly disconnected. Um, uh, In that triangle, there's this old building they call Old Homestead 2. And I think, you know, however many years ago it was used as a farm, it was a homestead, and it was, like basically tormenting the owners they were having a really bad time mm-hmm. so this homestead too it's long abandoned it's a known spot of weird 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 and they bring in this expert for this experiment that has this 3d rendering device called a slam scanner it means simultaneous location and mapping it's like a it's like sonar but with lasers all i can hear right now is come on and slam if you want Isn't that a thing? And welcome (laughs) to the gym. So it's that, but with lasers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so the device is roughly the shape of a big old flashlight, like one of those that like has a handle, you know. Mm -hmm. But instead of a light, there's this swiveling measurement device, and that's what's um, like beaming all these lasers. And basically, the laser bounces off whatever surface it catches, and then you end up with this. 3D rendering, so it's mm-hmm. really cool. It can make sense of any space. So, yep. so homeboy, it takes this thing around, weaving it like he's been shown, like the, by the expert. He goes all around the house, outside the house, uh, the whole place, every room. They're confident they've got what they need. It's cool, except it's not cool, Annie. Okay. The data comes back, and it kind of looks like a ghostly 3D render of a house. It's what they've been expecting. It's really dirty. Um, so they start. They're looking at the outside and. And they there's like the open door, just doesn't have a door anymore. And they can see in through the doorway some of the building. So like that, what they can see from the outside is rendered. But as soon as they step into the threshold, there's nothing. So as soon as they step into the building, there's no data. The, the aerospace engineer is like, it's just a black hole. That's how he says it. And I think he was just using hyperbole, but there's no
0: data. Oh my God, that's terrifying. My brain is going wild right now because I'm thinking, like, okay, so they can see in it, but then when they get in there, there's nothing in there. So what they're seeing is like a mirage of sorts, right? Kind of.
1: Well, yeah. So imagine they have a 3D rendering of the entire outside of the house. Every time there's a window or a door, they have the data for what they could see Mm -hmm. through that window or doorway, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's like this partial information. But as soon as they actually try to see inside the house, you Mm -hmm. know, there's just not data for it. Yeah. It doesn't work. Wild. Weird. Weird. (laughs) So there's the, and the experts like, you can tell he's like kind of pleased. He's like, I don't know. I was with you the whole time. I have no idea what happened. At a certain
0: point, I bet you go from confused to to like, oh, we got to get to the bottom of this, to kind of scared, and eventually you just have to like laugh it off because it's mean, like the stuff is just out of control. Yeah. It, it is. It's crazy. If you're going to stay there and work there, you better be able to laugh about it.
1: Oh, my God. It. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys, I love this show, and- You know, if you're out there and you're like, this show's a crack of beans, you got to tell me because I love it. A crack of beans? You heard me. I don't think anyone's going to tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, after that, they're reminded of an interview they had done with this guy, Colonel Alexander, who when Bigelow was in charge, he was one of like the government officials on the property. And he was telling them all these stories that I guess he can now. Um... But Colonel Alexander hypothesized that he thinks there's a portal at this homestead, too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, connecting that theory to what they had just experienced with the scanner not working, they set up another experiment. They put all this heat-seeking equipment around, to, around homestead, too. To see what would happen when sound is introduced. And Annie, you know me. You know I'm like, vibrations are where it's at. We're all made up of vibrations. Yes. (laughs) So I was super pumped about this experiment. Um, And this is why I really like the show. They don't just throw science as they understand it. They also acknowledge what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they had thrown lasers at it. They got nothing. So they're like, okay, why don't we bring in a different kind of expert? So they invite this rabbi out to do a chanting ceremony. And the chanting ceremony is specifically meant to open portals, which is wild. You think about like old Hebrew. Why? Why does Uh that exist? Uh It does, though. It does. So the rabbi himself is super friggin pumped to be there and participate and also really confident that something's going to happen. Right. So he does this beautiful chanting song. Which, again, is specifically meant to open portals to other dimensions. So, a cute little rabbi is doing his ceremony, and the guys are observing the heat-seeking equipment when they notice a stark temperature drop of about 20 degrees, maybe more. And the coldest spots are in the middle of Homestead 2, like in the building. And it's like black. It's so cold on the, on the um, reading. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the guys go over there to experience it. They don't go into the building. They just hang out outside. But it does seem to be radiating from the middle Uh of the building. Now, these guys don't disappear into a void or anything. So perhaps, you know, they're theorizing that maybe this chant meant to open portals worked. But maybe there's a next step that we just don't have to activate it or something. Well, I mean... it's missing pieces.
0: The portal could easily be there without us walking through it. Right. I think the missing piece is just, like, knowing how Mm. to or having the capabilities to go through it.
1: Or maybe they just didn't go through the space, you know? Right. I
0: don't blame them. Well, but if that place, if that house is a portal and they walked into it to do the measurements, then they could have been inside of the portal at that time, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. But their physicality was still there it's not like they looked around and they were somewhere else mm-hmm. so i mean i guess then well do we know they didn't go anywhere do we know they aren't on the same timeline different dimension it just all looks the exact <laughs> well, the camera same was that there spot. T-
1: the camera was following him around too yeah but dude i love this show it's a history channel gem they did it again
0: cool so When we talk about Skinwalker Ranch, like definitely I was thinking about aliens. Yeah. um, Yeah. Because one of the biggest things there is so many UFO sightings. So many. And when we talk about dimensions and portals, one thing that comes to mind for me is you know, you have so many spots around the world where there are an enormous amount of sightings Mm -hmm. of UFOs, and, and they're commonly just like in these specific places. Right. And whether it's because there's uh, some sort of like magnified system, you know, maybe they're at like some sort of location where th- that point in the Earth has like some sort of vibration or something where it- it's like a beacon for them or something that they ha- yeah they can I work mean with
1: like monoliths draw UFOs or you know certain types of minerals under the ground or something right to do the same thing
0: and and really I guess. All that, all I'm trying to say there is, they often seem to be blipping in and out of existence. Yeah, when you, you know, have these, yeah, people UFOs be like, it was there. Oh, it's gone. And it's just gone. Right? Right, right, right. And one of the biggest arguments people have for aliens or whatever extraterrestrials is because they're like well space is so huge and nobody has the technology to you know to make their way from this galaxy like all the way across it will take millions of years blah, blah 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 but that is so myopic like it's so that's just assuming that the only thing that exists is space and they have to travel like some sort of neanderthal on a ship across space to get to us like i think it's way more feasible that they're blipping in in and out of another dimension that we just don't see and they're not just disappearing because they're going so fast into outer space they're disappearing because they're going instantaneously back into mm-hmm. their own dimension
1: pretty cool to think about
0: yeah and but bigfoot other yeah. cryptids like there are a lot of reports that when they see a cryptid it will also just slip in and out of existence and they'll be coming often from like a green kind of orb or something like that like a bigfoot would be seen coming from like a a, a green sphere mm. like orby sphere um and basically walk in and out of it so you know maybe that's one reason why we can't find bigfoot mm-hmm. do want to go further into the haunted house subject also. Um, there is a house in Indiana that's actually referred to as the portal to hell. and it's so haunted apparently that Zach Baggins actually ended up buying it. You know who Zach Baggins is, right? No. He is the super cringy host of ghost adventures. So he was like, this is for me. He's been in this world for such a long time that I guess he just buys everything creepy that he can, apparently including houses. So anyhow, it was supposed to be, or supposed to be one of the most haunted places um, in the U.S. And the the person who lived there most recently, she and her three children, um, they were totally terrorized by a. a I, don't, I don't know if you want to say demon, but just, something just a negative something spirit. We don't understand. Her daughter was like raised off the bed. Um, there are images of like figures in the windows. Um, shadow, apparently, like, like
1: shadow people.
0: It looked like an actual person. Yeah, you can find it on the internet. Um, apparently, like out of nowhere, a bunch of horseflies started like swarming the whole like inside, like Ew, rude, like, plagueish. Oh, her son was in the hospital, and he ran up the wall like
1: hardcore parkour.
0: Like from his hospital bed, he ran, walked ran whatever up the wall, like an exorcist bullshit that even like the doctors are like, that should not be possible. Ew. <laughs> no, go home. If your doctor's saying you, there's a, problem. <laughs> yeah. get a second opinion. Um, okay. And then there's another place, uh, called the haunted portal house of Texas. And I saw this on, uh, as a woman, Amy's crypt on, um, on YouTube. And she did an interview with the owner of this place called Victoria's Black Swan Inn. Mm -hmm. And um, this place just has a a history of a lot of violence. It was Mm. the uh, most known for the Battle of Salado, which was the last invasion of Mexico into Texas in 1842. And... There were a lot of deaths on the property from that. I think there were like 16 Mexican soldier ca- casualties that were left there just to rot. Like their bodies were just left there. Yikes. And, and it never tended to. Um, and apparently there are artifacts on the property that are anywhere from th- 1000 to 3000 BC. That's hard for me to even get my head around. So there's just a lot of energy, let's say. And Joanne Rivera, the owner of Victoria's Black Swan Inn, she refers to the house as like an old-fashioned telephone switchboard where it's this hub where spirits know they can go in to connect to people. In Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it's called a Hellmouth. Hellmouth? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the general idea is just it's a space where – whether you want to say like the veil is thinner there um, where there's easier access for spirits to come through, which yes, it does open you up to more possibilities to deal with negative spirits, but I don't think it means that they're all negative. Of course not. And no, I think the biggest it's... house or the biggest difference between a haunted house and a portal is it tends to be when there are many spirits mm. coming through yeah. that seem kind of unrelated I to really each other like
1: that metaphor of the telephone switchboard yeah That's yeah
0: right. yeah so lastly um i was looking on youtube and i saw this video that this dude uh in portland oregon took where he, he's hiking through the woods and there's this mirror in the woods uh it's like a white standing mirror that you would get dressed in. It's not um, like
1: the remnants of an outdoor wedding.
0: Yeah, it looks like straight out of TJ Maxx. Like it does not <laughs> look old at all. Like it is just like a bright white mirror, which makes me suspicious because I'm like, well, looks like a dude just put this mirror out here. So it wasn't very compelling to me until you watch the video and it's like he is checking out the mirror. He's walking, he gets close to the mirror, and then he, like, walks through the mirror. Like, he just keeps walking, and then he turns around in the mirrors behind him, but the tree is flipped around. So, okay, so you're looking at a tree. There's the mirror propped up against it. On This is a giant tree, so on the right side of the tree, there are these vines growing. And you he walks up to a mirror, and this is all one, you know, one shot. And he turns around and puts his camera back on what looks like the mirror. So it looks like he could have just turned around except for the vines are on the left side of the tree now. Mm -hmm. So it is in fact, like he was on the other side of that tree wherever it's very nightmare before Christmas door to the Christmas land esque. Like it kind of looks exactly like that. It looks like just a mirror up to a tree trunk that looks like it would just be like a door somewhere. Um, and it seems like, okay, cool, editing, bro. Right. But a lot of people had, like, looked into this and commented on it, and I saw, like, a bunch of articles about it where people can't quite debunk it in the way that you really want to. Really? So, yeah, I would go on the, I think you just, like, type in, Alexis uh, like, hiker, Portland, Oregon, uh mirror portal or to new dimensions. Wow. Um, Did he go back
1: through? I would be worried that I'm like in a mirror dimension, like go back through. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I think he thinks he did. Who knows if that's Mm. really, if he ended up in the right place. Mm. Um, But mirrors as portals definitely comes up a lot. And that's something that even like uh, mediums will use often. They'll go into a dark, like almost like black room with the, the smallest amount of light or even, I don't know if they have, they have to, if they are using a mirror, there has to be some light, but they kind of will trance out a little bit, you know, whether they're doing like automatic writing or something. But they will be in front of a mirror and can look at themselves, but then all of a sudden they're like seeing their face warp into other people or just other things coming up. They can see it behind them and stuff, and there's nobody actually behind them, but they're seeing things through the mirror because that mirror is giving them access to. This other dimension.
1: I remember when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> in the '90s. So this is before anything of entertainment was around. Um, I remember we, hey, like we
0: had Sonic the Hedgehog, we had we Mario, had, we
1: had Furbies, You know, yeah. Um, but I remember spending the night at my friend's house, and it was dark, and I was sleeping in a room, and on like a trundle bed, and um, like we weren't sleeping. We were playing this game where we would just, it was in the dark, but, you know, you can see shapes and shit Mm -hmm. in the dark, and we would just stare at each other's faces, Uh, and then we would describe- Already terrifying. (laughs) We would just describe how, we would enjoy and describe how our faces would change perception in the dark.
0: Did you guys just start crying? I would
1: think no. Myself it was out so, so fun.
0: fast. It was fun. I, I can scare myself very easily. I thought you were going to tell a story about Bloody Mary, which my no. fucking babysitter uh, was a bad babysitter. Went out of, oh, she was she wasn't even our babysitter. We were <laughs> staying the night at our, our friends down the street. We're staying the night at their house. And their babysitter decided to tell us Bloody Mary. Why? And while we were staying in a room with one of like the sliding door closets with the Ugh. like that was all mirror, I just cried the whole night. Oh my, oh god. my god! I think I had my parents take me home once because I thought there was a vampire in a house too. So like, yeah, I was a scared kid. Well, well,
1: portals. What do you think?
0: I I can't deny it. I mean, I can't deny
1: it. I'm a fucking write it. You don't wanna. Is that a song? Yeah, dude.
0: Yo, I don't know anything. It's okay. At least we know about portals now. You know about portals. I'll watch Rick and Morty someday. I'll let you know how that goes. Don't make promises you can't keep. You know, I just, sometimes you just can't. You don't have a good reason for it. I mean, you regret s- it when you finally do it. You're like,
1: oh, why did I wait so long? Yeah,
0: but you just. I think it's right up your alley. Absolutely cannot. It's very dark. <laughs> okay, that does sound good. Yeah, yeah. Alright, guys, well, that was another one. Another one. Uh, another <laughs> is this a song too? <laughs> yeah. Another one. It's DJ Kellen. <laughs> Annie. Another one. Another one. Another one. No. Another one. Another <laughs> one. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill you. Hey, mine's a song too.
1: Is it? Yeah. What is, is it? Dust. Oh. <laughs> sorry sorry okay okay you guys should check us out on instagram way too weird pod um and that's with the number two yes and email us you know comments questions concerns philosophical musings catch us at way too weird at gmail.com
0: yeah if you all have any um topics that you want us to talk about anything you'd like to add let us know and what I'm really excited for more than anything. What are you really excited for? Oh, my about? God. If we start getting hate mail. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. we have made I cannot wait to it. ignore the shit out of that. We'll,
1: we'll know we've made it. Yeah, we'll yeah, need yeah. we we'll get your haters. Yeah. All right, guys. Remember, going out in the life, it's hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> talking so,
1: hard. Talking Going hard. out in life hard. But you know what you could do to make it a little easier is try to think about What's the best that could happen and
0: stay curious yes
1: stay curious and keep, keep it weird, it weird. Way Way too weird, weird.